0: Welcome to all. Today's office, is Baba of Mem test, We are starting Mem Chassam Bez, on the bottom with the brand new Mishnah. And today's daf sponsor, sponsored by Mars, Ishmas, Marz Merim Sarabas, Ryaakov, Shama should have an aliyah. and Ishmas, Marz Freidich Ayabela, Bas Tzuk Tzvi, her neshama should have an aliyah. And the Mishnah says, isha a shor that intent to strike its fellow shar, but instead it struck a woman and she miscarried her child. Potterman mit the owner of the shar is poter for paying for the beiv However, lodeha if a man intended to strike his Fellow, and he struck a pregnant woman, and she miscarried. Mishal He has to pay for vladois. Now the Mishnah asks, Ketan How is his payment paid? And the answer is, We evaluate the woman how much she was worth before she gave birth versus how much she's worth after she gave birth, which is less than before she gave birth, and the difference in value is what's paid. Now Amram Shemigamuel says, someone on top. if that's so, you let this and we're going to explain the Gemara what that means. Rather, Shemigamuel says, Shomnas labal. We evaluate the children, these laudice, the fetus, how much they're worth, not how much the woman's worth, and we give that payment to the Baal. If she, doesn't husband, if she doesn't have a husband, nice little Yarsha, we give it to his Yarshim, and I say let's say she was a freed maid servant, a gyeras, or she was a gyres, is the person's potter from paying. And we're gonna see this in the Gemara. So we analyze beginning of the Meshnah It seems to me the reason why the owner of the Shar is Potter for paying with the main loddice is because the Shar intended to strike its fellow shar. <laughs> that's mashwam. Then, if the shor intended to strike the woman and he struck her and she miscarried, then the owner would have to pay for the meh vladis. Well, if that's a limit you have to have to do about the rava. Let's say this refutation of about the rava. Dumma about the rava. Rab is says, <laughs> if a shor intended to strike a woman, the owner is pater from the meivladays, so our mishnah seems not to be like Rav and The Gemara says, "No, I'm not Chaver of Rav would tell you who Adin that the owner is Chaver of Ishan The really important Talmud even if the shor intended to strike the woman and she miscarried, the owner would still be pater from the meivladays. The, the only reason why the mishnah says that the shor intended to strike its fellow is to be consistent with the next case of the mishnah. Since the next part of the mishnah had to say Adam shayim is Chaver Chaveroy, that a man intended to strike his fellow, that's what the pasuk is talking about. Where the man would be for if he ended up striking a pregnant woman, then, Nami, that's what the Rasha also says But really, even if the shor intended to strike the woman herself and she miscarried, the owner would be put from the Vladois, as well as we've learned previously in the Gemara, the owner of the shor is not for when his shor strikes a pregnant woman. Now, a qualification of this, on our, papa, our Papa says sa'y deha that if a shor gored a shivcha and she miscarried her child, so then the owner would have to pay for the Vladois. And my time, why is that? Because He only damage. The pregnant donkey. And why are we saying that this Shevchah is like a donkey? Domicor, because the Pazak says, l'chem Im Stay here with the donkey. This is what Avram Vinu told his eva that he brought with him when he was taking Yitzchak for the Akedah. He said, you stay here with the donkey. And once the Josh of the word Ayin Mem, Im with the donkey. The Joshua is, Am Hadam it's a nation similar to a donkey. He was talking to the event, and he's saying that you're like the donkey, so when a shivcha is struck by an ox, and she miscarries her child, so it's like a donkey miscarried a child, and obviously Nazik would have to be paid. Now we go on to the next part, Mishnah, Kitsam, Shalom, Dimei, Vladeis. how is mei vladais paid? So he said that we evaluate how much she's worth while she's pregnant, versus after she's pregnant, she miscarried. So the Gemara asks, Vladeis, shavach, Vladeis, why are we saying this is the value of the child? This is not just the value of the child, this is the shavach vladais. This is the appreciation that the woman herself has, because... Because she's pregnant. And we're assuming right now that a woman's worth more money when she's pregnant versus when she's not because she's bigger and she looks stronger and more robust. So it's not just the value of the child, it's her value itself that's going down when she miscarries. And then my answer is, you're right. This is what the Mishnah is saying. How do we pay both the Misha and yafa Misha We evaluate how much a woman is worth before she gives birth versus how much she's worth after she miscarries. And since she herself goes down in value after she miscarries, miscarries, that's the payment that's given to the husband. Now we're going to explain Rav Shemim Gamaliel's statement. Rav Gamaliel said, ish ish And then Rav Shemim Gamaliel says that we evaluate differently. Ask the Gemara, My Ka'amir, what's Rav Shemim Gamaliel saying? So Rav Rabbah says, This is what he's saying. Is a woman worth more money before she gives birth versus after she gives birth? A woman's worth more money after she gives birth as opposed to while she's pregnant before she gives birth. So there wouldn't be any payment over here when she miscarries because she's actually worth more money after she miscarried than beforehand. El, or rather, B'shem Gamaliel says, we evaluate only the vladeis, the children, and we give that payment to the Baal. And we have a just like this. The passage says, is a woman worth more money before she gives birth versus afterwards. A woman is worth more after she gives birth as opposed to beforehand. We evaluate just the children that were miscarried and that payment's given to the husband. Now, Rav Amarava gives a different explanation. This is where Saying when a woman's pregnant, is her increase in value only for the one she's going to be giving birth to as she doesn't have any Shabbat at all? And according to this explanation, Mshim Gamaliel is agreeing that she's worth more before she gives birth versus afterwards. His only argument is, how could we say that the entire payment goes to the husband since we're evaluating her and not just the children? She should deserve some of that payment. And therefore, M'shem Gamaliel says, we evaluate what the children were worth and we give that only to the husband whereas the Shavach that her body itself had, that gets split between her and the husband. And Tainan we have a just like this. says, Does a woman only go up in value to the one whom she's giving birth for, and not for herself? We evaluate the Nezeg and the Tzar by itself, and we give that to her. And we evaluate the children, we give them to the husband. And the appreciation of her body itself, that split between her and her husband. Like well, the Gemara asks, if this is really true, that means we have a steer between himself. We have two braces that are associated for each other. Stigmar so says, like, Kasha, no problem. The first brace is talking about where she's pregnant with her first child. The second brace is talking about where she's not pregnant with her first child. It's already subsequent pregnancy. When she's pregnant with a first child, so she's actually worth more after she gives birth than beforehand. Because she's really in danger of dying while she's pregnant with this first child, she might not survive the pregnancy. And that's how first brace says that it can't be that she's worth more before she gives birth versus afterwards. However, the second brace is talking about where she already gave birth and this is already a second or third pregnancy. And therefore, there's much less of a chance that she's going to die, and that's why she's worth more before the pregnancy versus afterwards. Now, analyzing Sheetis Rabbanon, Rabbanon to Amish Echo Vadis My Taima. Why is it that Rabbanon say that the Shevach also goes to the husband, even though it has to do with her body? And the answer is, Ketnan, really the gear says, Ketan Yuev Abraisa, from the implication that says in the Pasuk, Lodeha, that she miscarried her children, any day she hara, don't I already know that she was pregnant? why does the Pasuk have to tell us that she was pregnant? It must be, Lemelach, to tell you, Shevach in that the Increase in value that she has because she's pregnant, that goes to the husband. Now, Rav Shimagamliel, hi har my darsh bay, was Rashima darshan out of the word hara that she was pregnant. The answer is Balil Khaitanya, he needs it for the following bread. So Reblesband Yakov tells us, in a a person's not gonna be chaiv, acha kenne can negroin unless he strikes her opposite where the womb is. And our if Papa Papa qualifies and says, Loy Temikeneg Beshe Roy in Mammish, it doesn't have to be dafka where she's pregnant, meaning on her stomach or where her womb is. It just means if he strikes her anywhere on the body. That the heat of that strike or the impact of that strike is going to affect the child in her stomach, so then he's going to have to pay for it. Lafuke Yad Deloy. That excludes if he strikes her on the hand or on the leg. That definitely doesn't have anything to do with the child, and then he would not have to pay for Dmei Vladay. And going to the next permission, we said a a Potter. If she was a Shifcha, then she was freed, or she was a Gyaras, so he doesn't have to pay for anything. Now the main thing we have to remind ourselves of before we continue this Gemara is that if a Ger dies and doesn't have any Yarshim, so his property is completely Hefker, and that means whoever grabs it first gets to keep it. And that would also mean that if someone owes this money, so it's like he has that money in his pocket, so he technically doesn't owe the girl any money anymore, because he's the one that, so to speak, grabbed the Gera's property first. Hence, something I'm going to hager you hager. that's if he struck her when her husband, the girl was alive, and then the Gera died. The to since he struck her when the girl was alive, again, her husband, the Gera, the Gera ger was in that payment, the then once her ger husband died, the the person who struck her, he Zaycha in that payment from the ger because his payment owed to the ger is in this fellow's pocket and therefore he gets to keep it and he doesn't have to pay it to this fellow's wife. But if he struck her after the ger died so she doesn't have a husband, she's in that payment. And he's to pay her that payment. However, Amr says, masters this really so, meaning this really correct is a payment for Vladeis a bundle of money? And she's going to be in it? it's not like it's a bundle of money lying around that if this one's not it's a different person it's in it. Ella rather goes Goes like this, if she has a husband, so the tyrant was mizaka her husband in that payment. Less Labal, she doesn't have a husband, lies, and there's no payment whatsoever. And just because she was struck after her husband died, that payment doesn't go to her. The tyrant says very clearly that the payment goes to the husband, and she doesn't have a husband, so the payment's not given at all. Now, the grass on he to Isha, if he struck a woman, and she miscarried her child, he pays to the woman, Udmevladeh Labal, the goes to the husband, whereas Ainabal, if the husband died, so he give that payment to his Yarshim, Isha, If the woman died, so the payment of nezek and Sarah goes to her Yarshem. If she was a Shevchan, she was freed, and that means she's like a Giyayres, or she was an actual Giyayres. Zacha, so he, the one who struck her, is in that payment and doesn't have to pay it. So we see very clearly when he strikes a geris and she doesn't have a husband, he gets to keep the payment and he doesn't have to pay her. However, mean they said, Is this any better than our Mishnah? The rab explained, was talking about where she was struck in the life of her husband the ger, and then her ger husband died, and that's why the person who struck her gets to keep the payment. So over here, the brass is talking about where he struck her when her husband the ger was alive, afterwards her husband died, so he gets to keep the payment. Payment. But if he struck her after her husband died, he would have to pay her. Via same. Alternatively, we could say he struck her after the ger died. Mem tazam beis on And what the brisah really should be saying is zachsa so. she's zacheh in the payment. And according to this, the brisah is not only not a question on rabba; it's actually a support for rabba. And the gemara suggests let me continue, let's say this machlekes tanaim. A, a regular b'as yustrol that married a ger and his other men who she became pregnant from him v'chaval ba'v'chayag and someone struck her when the ger was alive and she may have her child. The b'may v'ladays are paid to the ger. Where's lot? Let's say she was struck after her ger husband died. So here we have a machlekas. Tani chad the one that teaches chayiv that the one who struck her is still chayiv to pay. But tani chad another brasa teaches Pater, that the fellow struck her is Pater. Now my love tanahei, don't we say this is a Tanoim? tanaim? Sigmar says you're right. bale According to Raba, it's definitely machlekas tanaim because Raba holds that if she was struck after her ger husband died, the payment goes to her. but according to rav who argued with Raba, do we say that this is a tanaim? Love dafka, we could say loy kasha. There's no steer in between brasses. Harabon and harushim. One's according to the Rabbanon, one's according to Gamliel. The first press that says that she doesn't get any payment is according to the Rabbanon, who had said in the Rishavah Aur Mishnah that she doesn't get any of the Dmev Ladois. Whereas the second press that says that she gets a payment is according to the and Gamliel that she gets part of the Shabbat Vladois Because that has to do with the of her body and the difference of value during pregnancy versus after pregnancy. As for and Gamliel. if you want to say that second press is Rabbanon Gamaliel, then why is the price to say that she was struck after Mises Ager, even if she was struck when the girl was still alive, according to she would receive half that payment, because we had said before in explanation of Shev that she gets half the payment. So, Gemara says, you're right, but the payment would be different. If she got struck when her girl husband was alive, she gets half the payment. If she got struck after Misa, she gets the entire payment, and that's what Bryce was talking about, after Misa, because we're referring to her receiving the entire payment. Both of these are The second price that says that she gets a payment is referring to Shevach which again, we just said, according to Shev she does get shavach vladays? whereas the first press that says that she doesn't get any payment? Is talking about dmev vladays, which goes to the husband. However, Amri they said mishavach vladays l'shma dmev vladays based on the fact that you say that according to Rav Shem Gamliel she deserves shavach vladays payment. So we should learn from there dmev vladays. Then when her husband's not alive, she gets a dmev vladays payment as well. And with Rav and Gamliel l'shma lerabbanon, according to Rav Shem Gamliel says we should learn this would apply she shitus rabbanon as well. So Amri they said lie. That's not true. Shavach vladays the shech yadavikavayu zach yebuh What are we dealing with the shavach vladays payment that she has relevance to? she has shaychas too because it has to do with her value not the child's value therefore she gets the entire payment when her husband's not here Whereas the value of the fetus the value of the child itself she has nothing to do with that she doesn't get any of it even according to and Gamliel because this payment has nothing to do with her it only has to do with her husband and we continue discussing the Nechassim of Agar after he dies someone who's holding on to the stars of Agar after he dies how do we view that and these stars give him the right to certain people's properties, maybe they owe him money, or something similar. How do you view this person who's holding on to these stars? This person who's holding on to the star. do we say that he has a mind that he wants to acquire the property that's written in the star? He's not actually making chazaka on the land, because he's just holding on to a piece of paper. He didn't go into the land and dig a hole or put up a fence, so he's definitely not kind of the land, and therefore, we're going to say he's also not kind of the star, meaning he's not kind of the piece of paper as well, because he never had intention to kind of the piece of paper, he really just wanted the land, do we Say, that he had das to be kind of the piece of paper as well. So um, Armelev, Nakama told him, Ani Mairi, you master, you answer me. Does he need to plug up his pitcher? Why this guy grab the piece of paper? You think he needs it to use it as a bottle stopper? Obviously not. He wants the land that's written in the shtar, but he doesn't actually need this piece of paper. However, Armelev, Yevet Sabo told him, no, lots of Lutzer. Lots he actually does need it to plug up his bottle. Now that's the end of the conversation, and it's very vague what we're coming out with, and there's extensive discussion when we him what exactly is going on over here and what we're coming out with. And we continue discussing Let's say the mashcoin, the collateral of Yisrael is in the hands of a ger, which means Yisrael borrowed money from the ger and he gave him something of value as a mashcoin to be used as collection if he doesn't pay the loan. Umesa sagar and then the ger died. Uba Yisrael achar rehczik boy and a different Yisrael comes and grabs that mashgai. some samiyada we take it away from that Yisrael that grabbed it. Mytama why is that? Keeping the mislay ger because once the ger died, pukal the shibud this lien that he had on the item now disappeared. It wasn't the ger's item that now it's hefker for the taking for anyone. It's only in the ger's possession because. Because if he didn't collect his loan in time, he'd be able to use this as a collection. But again, it wasn't actually the Ger's, and that's why we're going to take it away from the Yisrael. They grabbed it and give it to the one who really owns it. However, Mashkanesh al Gerbiyad Yisrael, let's say the Mashkan of a is in the hands of a Yisrael, which means the Ger borrowed money from Yisrael and gave him a Mashkain, a collateral. And then another Yisrael came and grabbed it from the one that's holding it. Zekon This one, the first Yisrael, is kind of in this Mashkain, corresponding to however much money he was owed by the Ger. So let's say he was owed $100 by the Ger and he had 100 $50 pen that was given to him as a mashkin, so he gets $100 worth of that pen. And the one who grabbed the mashkin from him, he gets to keep the remaining value of that pen. Ask Gamar, why would that be? Why does the second guy get anything? Taking the the lender, the one that's holding the pen, when the ger died, his chatser should be kind of it for him. Obviously, we're not talking about where he's physically holding it. We're talking about what's in his house or in his chatser. So that should acquire it for him 100%, and the second guy shouldn't get any value of this pen. A person's chatser is kind for him, even And therefore, even though he didn't know that the gar died, since the pen is in his chatzer, he should be kind of the pen and not the guy that came and grabbed it from him. So I Ami mean, they answered Hakmaiskin, what are we talking about over here? Deleuze, he's not in his chatzer when the gera died. the anytime he's there in his chatzer, the makni, that if he wants to be kind it, of, he's able to be kind it, of, So his chatzer is also kind of for him. However, the day, if he's not there, that even if he wanted to be kind it, of, he wouldn't be able to be kind it, of, because he's not there, so namile kanya, his is also not. Kind of it for him, and therefore, even though it's in his chatzer, since he wasn't in his chatzer, this other guy who grabbed it from his chatzer is like in part of the value of this pen. However, the Gemara concludes with something different than what we just said, we held so that is the If the mashkin itself is not in his chatzer, so then he can't be kind of it because it's not in his chatzer. However, if the mashkin was in his chatzer, even if he wasn't in his chatzer, he's automatically kind of it when the ger dies, and when the second fellow comes and grabs it, the second fellow would not deserve any of it. We're gonna stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow with the brand new Mishnah for now.